0: This is Off The Record, the weekly KOTO public affairs show that offers you, the listener, an opportunity to hear in-depth conversations on community topics and issues that matter. As always, you are encouraged to join the conversation by calling 728-4333. Now here's your host.
1: evening, Koto listeners. You are tuned into Off the Record on KOTO Telluride. I'm your host, Julia Caulfield, and we are actively in the middle of the holiday season, so what better time to talk about some of the really fun and festive things that will be going on this season. We're going to do a, a quick whirlwind of a bunch of different events and things that are going on. And starting, I have a packed house here. I am joined by Anna Britt Osland, Kara Skinner, and Zoe Denal to be talking about Noel Night, Ski Tree, Holiday Prelude, kind of the big town events that are going on. Um, so let's start with the Ski Tree. <laughs> Anna Britt, do you mind... You know, for folks, we were actually do- talking just before we came on air that it feels like the ski tree has been around forever, but it's actually newer than we thought. Can you give some history into this tradition that we have in the Box Canyon now?
2: Yeah, it's kind of funny. We were just talking about how I swear I've seen it the, the whole time I've been in the area over 20 years. But apparently the ski tree was born on December 7th today, today <laughs> uh, 2013 and so that's kind of that's kind of neat that we're talking about it today it was born from the merchants um, of telluride as an idea to try to attract other people to come to town to enjoy noel night i don't know if it was called noel night then maybe maybe not um it was built um so it's maintained by the town of telluride parks and rec and public works and then this year the telluride ski and snowboard club has taken over the lighting ceremony which happens tomorrow at 4.45. We'll have a bonfire, hot chocolate, and light the tree up to get things started. Um, a little shout-out to Anton Ward. He's the designer of the ski tree. It's a very, very unique ski tree. If you see other ones around the nation, none are built the same as ours. And ours also has a really cool ski pole star on the top, too.
1: It's pretty special. That's awesome. I know, I always love, like, it's just such a beautiful sign of the season, and it kind of... Obviously, the resort opens before Noel Night or before the ski tree gets lit, but it feels like it's kind of the the, the unofficial start of this whole season that we have going for... certainly fitting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's also the kickoff for the Telluride Ski Club. Our, our usual start is this coming weekend. We're doing little delays due to the snow, and I do want to make a quick shout-out for Colorado Gives Day Telluride Ski and Snowboard Club. We have lost three of our five biggest uh, fundraisers due to weather now and the COVID. So please keep us in mind till midnight tonight. And actually, you can donate anytime. <laughs> so appreciate that.
1: Yeah, definitely. So for, um, for the ski and snowboard clubs part, you kind of touched on it already, but for people who want to be there, want to be at the lighting of the tree, what will that look like for folks who are? like waiting with bated breath to see that tree light up <laughs> this year we're going to keep it kind of simple
2: um, we're going to use it as a meet and greet for our ski club kids and our coaches we'll be there we're gonna uh, the public will be there as well we're offering hot chocolate and a bonfire we'll do the the uh, lighting ceremony and countdown so it's a public
1: countdown kind of like new year's it's really fun yeah nice oh it's so exciting and it kind of Ties in, not kind of, it does tie in. Certainly. (laughs) With Noel Night, which is also taking place in Telluride tomorrow throughout the day, but then especially into the evening. Kira, can you talk a little bit about what that looks like this year?
3: Sure, and thanks for having me on the program tonight. Um, Yes, people can enjoy shopping in downtown Telluride before the ski tree lighting and after, um, as merchants will be offering discounts and specials throughout the day. Um, and into the evening. Um, So we have featured specials and discounts listed um, for actually Noel Night and Holiday Prelude on telluride.com slash holidays. Um, So you can check out those specials. And I believe the Telluride Daily Planet is also running um, those discounts, you know, as well as information about both of the events in the paper. Noel Night will be tomorrow and Holiday Prelude on Thursday. So yeah, and in addition to the shopping um the Telluride AIDS benefit will be having a dance party at the Sheridan Opera House from 7 to 11 tomorrow night as well so there's a $10 cover charge and they will also be selling tickets to the fashion show
1: it's gonna be fun it's a nice (laughs) way to
3: close out the evening
1: right (laughs) you know it sounds like um A question that maybe has an obvious answer but you know why would you suggest or why is it important that people when they're looking to buy or get things for the holidays like put their money locally and and, you know it's easy to go to amazon or whatever it might be but you know why should people be investing their money back into this community
3: well i'm glad that you asked that because we're actually running a shop shop and play local campaign um that we're running print and digital ads to really support local businesses um and the arts um here in Telluride and Mountain Village. Um, And that's, you know, where that landing page spawned from the telluride.com slash holidays, really just to show our love and support of all of our businesses, especially post COVID. Um, I think it's really important and with the supply chain issues as well. I mean, why buy on Amazon when you can buy locally?
1: Definitely. Yeah. There will also be opportunities to shop in a mountain village. This, I mean, always, right? Like <laughs> these businesses hopefully are not going out of business. Um, but mountain village has a whole host of things that are going on, um, this weekend. So on the 11th and 12th in mountain village, Zoe, what are some of the things that are going on there?
4: Yeah. you know, there's a lot going on and one of them is of course, those amazing deals and specials that our lovely merchants are putting together. And I do want to add to that shop local aspect. It's also just a feeling of mm-hmm. this is our community. And we know all of our business owners going in and supporting them. It goes well beyond the gift itself. It's it's the gift of, you know, we're giving the gift to our kids or whoever, but you're giving the gift of support to our community members that we know and love. So absolutely, it is definitely within the holiday spirit to, to shop local. But holiday prelude. So much going on. Mountain Village totally transforms into, like, the North Pole. There's going to be Santa Claus and elves, I hear. I know one of them. Uh, Santas. I mean, I just happen to have an in with Santa, of course. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, on the 11th and 12th is really when we're going to have all of our activities going on in Mountain Village. So not only is there going to be the Polar Express, which is a, a fun little train ride that you can take throughout the village um, going on from 1 to 5 on both um, the 11th and the 12th Um, but you'll have Santa there from 1 to 4 so you can sit with Santa you can take your own pictures with your cameras and kids can tell Santa what they want for Christmas Um, and of course he'll hopefully give them what they want (laughs) Um, but there's also free ice skating um there's even going to be a skating show so the skating show
2: Oh, yeah? That's the Telluride right, Ski and Snowboard uh, Figure Skating Club. This yes. is why, why we're so all here together. Cool. Right. It's all so connected. Cool. <laughs> Collaboration.
4: Yeah. Well, you should Daniels. tell about the Alicia Daniels
2: show. is our director of the of the figure skating program, and it's so cute. Cool. Yeah, don't miss it. Do you have any insight
1: <laughs> of what the show is going to look like this year? You know, um, I don't, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> I didn't even think of it. But well, it's amazing. I hope regardless. you're listening. <laughs> it is so adorable. And so that's on the 11th from 6.15 to 7. So
4: do not miss that. You've heard of from now two people and Karen's going to say too, so three people here <laughs> um, uh, but there is free ice skating both on the 11th and the 12th and all of this information yeah can be found on telluride.com of course but on the uh, Mountain Village website as well if you want the full schedule um, but there's just yeah a lot going on with, with our beautiful tree lighting as well so um, up in Mountain Village we'll kick that off with tree lighting caroling on the 11th Um, from 6 to 6.15 and then straight from there you can head to the skating show so that should definitely be your plan for, (laughs) for that day and the tree is beautiful I just went there today the little bit of snow just made it just feel like totally Mm. the season magical it's it's magical it's Mm -hmm. a colorado spruce and uh it's a giant tree how
1: tall is it i feel like it's always massive massive julia (laughs) i don't know
4: like 100 feet tall no holy smokes Um, no but it's it's large i said to i was talking with our um assistant public works director jd and i was like is that like a couple of trees that you like piece together to make a big tree and he's like no that's like one giant tree
1: (laughs) that's amazing And the whole
4: process of it getting here is a story in itself right but um but yeah it's beautiful so I
1: will say turning it to me for a moment we did that when I was growing up in interior Alaska they do not have big full trees so there would be times when we would get two little uh, black spruce trees yeah and rope them together to like make them a little bit more full. <laughs> yeah.
4: It's like, that looks that, like a beautiful big tree.
1: Yeah. Yes. That doesn't, doesn't need to happen here. Yeah. We just have big, beautiful, just giant trees. <laughs> just giant trees. I know.
4: <laughs> yeah. So they go, they chop it down and they like, yeah, get a giant truck to bring it here. So the story of it coming here is worth seeing it in itself. Ooh. But it's beautiful.
1: That's amazing.
2: The ski club has yeah. one more event for this week as well. On Thursday, uh, Sheridan Opera House has, is hosting the Stoke the Fire Teton Gravity Research movie. But for the 5:30 showing, at, well, it'll happen at six. But the 5:30 showing, our um, one of our free ride members, Lucy Hall, put together a, a ski movie of her own called Novia, and it will be aired before the Teton Gravity Research. Um, movie, so that's going to be super fun. Six o'clock, Thursday, Novia, Lucy Hall did it for her senior project. Oh,
1: amazing.
2: Oh, wow. That's awesome. So super fun.
1: <laughs> you know, for, for all y'all, obviously Christmas and the holidays were able to happen last year to, to some extent, I think maybe more than I don't know, maybe more than we thought, less than we thought, depending on on what you were anticipating. But you know, these kind of big, full community events coming back in full force, what does that feel like to mm-hmm. be able to Get these moments back as a community. I
3: think it's heartwarming, really, to see our community come together. And Yeah. yeah, these ceremonial events are very important to us. And it's just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> my heart to see people together yeah. again.
2: We're excited. Ski Club hasn't gathered in two years, aside from skiing on the weekends, but we haven't had a social event, so this is going to be neat. So.
4: Yeah. I even felt like that on opening day. It was like Locals Day. Like, I just saw all the families out, and you're like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in two years. So I think that will just be adding on to us all coming out of hibernation, really, yeah. mm-hmm. for the last couple of years, and um, it couldn't be a better time than the holidays to... Be with our community together and having fun at all these great events once again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are going to have to move pretty quickly onto our next stop on this tour. But before we go, I do want to just give each of y'all quick, the opportunity again to say win things are happening <laughs> so um you want to start sure,
2: sure.
3: <laughs> Noel night um really starts all day tomorrow when the stores open most of the merchants are offering discounts throughout the day and into the evening and um, as i mentioned you can find those discounts listed on telluride.com slash holidays um, and then the Telluride AIDS Benefit Dance Party will be at the Sheridan Opera House tomorrow night from 7 to 11.
2: Very fun. And so while you're doing your shopping and you start to get cold, come on down to Elks Park, 445. Uh, I think it gets dark at about 520, 525 or something like that. So that will be the official countdown to the tree. We're going to have a bonfire and hot chocolate. So come and say hi to us and uh, count down the tree lighting to kick it all off and so the tree itself will get lit around more like 515 520 ish yep exactly yeah so get there a little bit beforehand so you can be there with us while we count it down as super fun and then we have on thursday lucy hall our one of our free ride competitors who put together a small ski flick called novia which will be playing at the tgr film in the sheridan
1: thursday perfect and then zoe when do things kick off in mountain View?
2: yeah
4: so the weekend so so much fun going on um saturday december 11th starting at noon is that free ice skating and the polar express to the north pole and santa um and then the cool ice skating show Yay. at 6:15, and the tree lighting at 6 and then there's still more on december 12th which is the sunday um all of those things will still be available for for family fun all weekend
1: Perfect. Well, Zoe Dinell, Kira Skinner, and Anna Britt Oslin. Thank you both. All, sorry, not both. There's three <laughs> of you here. <laughs> you all for um, kind of being our kickoff to the holiday happenings this evening, and we'll see you tomorrow and throughout the weekend into the weekend. Thanks, Julia, so much. We thank look you. forward to it. Thanks, right. Julia. Folks, we will be back in just one moment with some holiday extravaganza, and for the meantime, we have a little Christmas tune. That was Santa Tell Me from Ariana Grande. And I am now joined in studio by Danielle Jenkins, who is here to talk with us about the Holiday extravaganza, the most recent show from Telluride Theater. Danielle, I am just gonna first ask you, what is this show?
0: (laughs) Absolutely, thanks for having me, Julia. And uh, thank you to everyone at CODO for everything you're doing for Town of Telluride and beyond. as you said, I'm Danielle Jenkins. I'm here from Telluride Theater, and we are so excited to be bringing you two original shows next week. I can't believe I'm saying that. Next week, we are finally bringing uh, the Cheap Thrills class of 2020 for their burlesque debut at the Sheridan Opera House stage, and that'll be on Wednesday and Thursday of next week. Following that, we have three nights of our more seasoned crew, the Advanced Ladies, the uh, bringing you a brand new original holiday extravaganza, as you said, um, our burlesque show uh, um, for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And we're really excited about it.
1: And so for the holiday show, it is largely burlesque, right? This is um, kind of, as you mentioned, the chance for the folks who couldn't perform in 2020 because of COVID to come back and do a show. But it's not purely a burlesque show for that holiday
0: extravaganza. Is that correct? That is correct. I would say it is it should absolutely be classified as a burlesque show. Okay. If you are not interested in seeing burlesque, you should not attend this <laughs> performance. We appreciate your support from afar. Uh, but it, it is um, yeah, it's filled out with some other skits, like mini skits and songs. We have some original music. We have some, you know, you know classic recordings that everyone loves um, and those will be kind of dispersed throughout so it still has a little more i don't know telluride theater weirdness that we've come to expect over expecting love over the years i would hope um but i would definitely classify it as a primarily burlesque show
1: so what's what's that been like for y'all i know that um telluride theater does a bunch of devising work and kind of creating shows from the people who are in the room what has that process been like for y'all to put this holiday show
0: together It's been so fun to get to do it again for, I mean, first and foremost, because it has, there have been folks participating throughout, but um, I know for me personally, it's been a while since I've gotten to put one together. And the devising process is really interesting because we have a series of prompts and brainstorms and improv exercises. I know you know, Julia, (laughs) you've done a lot of that work yourself. And in this case, some of the burlesque performers who maybe in the past have exclusively performed in the burlesque shows it was for them new and exciting cause it was their first time seeing maybe our more standard process for other performances. And it was a good opportunity for maybe like the different silos of performers, those who do burlesque and those who do not to get to know each other and play around and come up with some, you know, f- funny moments and uh, maybe little surprises to include in the performance. Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah, Very exciting. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, it's great. They're, they're all at rehearsal. I should be there. But, uh, but it's nice to be here as well. <laughs> we'll get you out of the door too soon, before no, too long, because no, no. I know you do
1: have...
0: No, I'm so happy to get the chance <laughs> to talk about it, because I think um, it has been maybe surprising for folks to see us um, getting the word out, just because we don't normally have this time slot, you know, the December... Um, performance is usually family friendly, whereas this one is absolutely not (laughs) just to be clear. This is a 21 plus, um, performance that's for all five nights. Uh, so, and we, we do that because a, it's been so long since we've gotten the chance to perform together on on stage in the opera house, doing that thing we love. And then secondly, we are ready to start 2022 fresh and new, and we want to usher in a new class of beginners and we want to get the OG crew back creating something new so by finishing this year with these performances we we set ourselves and the community up to do just that.
1: Yeah so I know we we just kind of dove right in but I realized there might be Folks in, in Telluride, I can't imagine who has not seen a burlesque performance <laughs> at this point. But there, might that person might be out there. It
0: could be. How would you describe what burlesque <laughs> is? Wild. <laughs> Sorry, keep hitting that. No, the burlesque uh, burlesque shows and community has been growing over the last eleven years. It started with a show at the AHA um, taught by Sasha Cuccinello and Melissa Sumter. And they continue to offer that annually. As I said, that'll begin in January with a a March graduation on stage. And the class is really special because it's, its purpose is to invite in both brand new and seasoned performers to explore sensuality and femininity or maybe to project classic notions of sensuality and femininity and create a piece each performer gets to create a piece that really speaks to them, to what they want to, to share with the world. And, you know, there's all levels of costuming. There's all levels of nudity. There's all levels of, um, you know, maybe a little more classic and uh, kind of old Hollywood vibes, right. And um, all the way out to wild rock and roll, c- crazy outer space. I mean, anything you could think of. And the, the initial, goal the initial show of having this kind of a variety show right where each performer gets to have a solo that eventually grew beyond itself and we had to add well, had to we got to add a second performance or second set of performances each year where the more experienced ladies and some gentlemen get to you know build a new show typically ruled by a theme we've had like intergalactic burlesque hollywood burlesque um jukebox burlesque we had a burlesque live a few years ago with a totally live band that was terrific and wonderful. We got to inc- include some really talented singers, some of whom are singing again this year for a few of the songs in holiday extravaganza. Um, so it's I think the community has come to appreciate those two different shows. They do typically occur back to back in that same week at the end of March. And. I know folk, there are some folks who are like, I love cheap thrills, I love supporting the beginners, their first time, like it's just wild. And I know people who say, hey, you know, love them, good for them, but I want to see the, the curated show, the start to finish with everyone on theme, because those are two really different experiences. Personally, I love getting to be involved in and support both of them, and I know folks who buy tickets for all five nights, so it's really just what you're into and for these
1: so obviously as you mentioned the shows next week are the the beginners which maybe doesn't have that theme that ties them all through but then for the shows that are taking
0: place on the 17th 18th 19th -hmm. that is holiday we are fully camped in holiday land yeah and it might not be exactly i wouldn't say it's all christmas themed it definitely is not um but it's yeah holiday inspired different you know things that might come to mind if we're thinking of the skiers are opening and you know being cozy at home and seeing friends and family and all those different traditions that fill this time of year so we we do our best to round it out uh so that you're not just seeing red and green and and hearing the holiday top 40 on repeat it's definitely a um you know a left turn from that but there's a little bit of that too
1: There's a little bit of you know leave to the imagination of what right. you're going to expect when you oh yeah walk into that theater rule
0: number one of burlesque is you can't tell anyone what's in burlesque that's big that's been fun to kind of initiate into folks as well um for the, some of the performers that have not done the burlesque show in the past they're like all right secret safe with you you sell those tickets <laughs> tickets which i will say are on sale currently and they are not sold out, but y'all, I got to tell you, these shows do typically sell out. So we, we really encourage everyone to head over to our website, telluridetheatre.org, as soon as possible and reserve seats. There are still seats for all five nights. Like I said, they're moving quickly. There's slightly different price points depending on what you're interested in. But I think we have a few VIP tables still available and um, certainly some balcony seats available and, and floor. but. I don't know. Every every year, people are calling me the day I'm looking for a ticket. I'm like, I told you, you, better, you gotta go get those. <laughs>
1: gotta prepare early. Yeah. Um. So, without giving away any of the secrets that you are not allowed to share. Never know. Um. What are you? And you've kind of touched on this already, but what is the thing for the holiday extravaganza that you are most excited about for this show?
0: Ooh, that's such a hard question because all I want to do is spill my secrets to you right now, Julia. You're I very, mean, very here's sneaky. the thing. We'll You're t- more than welcome to. <laughs> you, and, you and I can <laughs> chat after, after Rathia. How about that? No, um, I mean, truly, the, the thing I'm most excited about is seeing all the ladies who have, have been on hiatus for 18 months have the chance to, like, dust off the cobwebs, pull out the glue guns, get, you know, spill some rhinestones on the kitchen counter and and put these acts together and to really see how some time away from stage while challenging it has also been a big motivator for folks to like really come in swinging. It's been a really short process. You know, normally we put it together in three months and this has been five weeks. So it's like hit the ground running. And I'm, I'm, I think people will be amazed just how much folks have pushed themselves. It's, it's sexy and hilarious and sparkly. And if you like burlesque, you will like this show. <laughs> if you've heard about burlesque, you will like this show. It's, it's gonna be wild. Amazing. Well, Danielle Jenkins with Telluride Theater. Yes, you have one more thing to say. I do have one more (laughs) thing. I can't believe I nearly forgot. If you are still needing your tickets, we are going to be actually with some of the performers in person at the Liberty tomorrow for Noel Night. So that's Liberty Telluride here in town. We'll be there from 4 to 8 p.m. And you can chat with the gals, you know, get to know a little bit more about the show. We will have tickets on sale at that time. We will also have our calendar, our brand new first ever calendar for sale. And that was a project that we took on, the House of Shimmy Shake for last troop took on last year when we were unable to perform because of COVID. So it's like an it's and it's gorgeous. I really like it. Everyone worked so hard. It's really lovely and. Um, it's a great way to support Telluride Theater and the House of Shimmy Shake. It's tomorrow, 4 to 8 p.m. at the Liberty.
1: Perfect. And then the Cheap Thrills performances will take place next week on the 15th and 16th. And then the Holiday Extravaganza will be on the 17th, 18th, and 19th. All of those are at the Sheridan Opera House. And tickets are still available at telluridetheater.org. They sure are. Awesome. Well, Daniel, thank you so much Thanks, for Julia. being here. Listeners, we will be up in one moment with a more of a under 21 friendly holiday <laughs> option. Um, but also go to both. Um, thank you for tuning in to KOTO
5: shake me up and
6: turn me upside down just like a snow globe and every time you touch me i shiver right down on my toes you got a strange effect on me you know you make me feel so glittery you light me up like starlight on a christmas tree every single kiss is like a
5: So when you take your time, you turn me on and make my life glow. You You got got a strange effect
6: on me. You make me feel so glittery. You light me up like starlight. It's so gray. Feels like the ice is here to stay. When you look at me, know you melt it all.
1: listeners, we have our next guest in the studio. I am joined by Nicole Hatler, who is the artistic director of The Nutcracker, which will be taking place at the Palm Theater in just a weekend or two. Well, two weekends. I shouldn't say a weekend or two. It's two
7: weekends.
1: Yes. Hi, Julia. Thanks for having me. Um, So we were just saying before we got on the air that what The Nutcracker is, is probably one of the more universal things that we don't need to explain, but I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. For the folks who don't know what the
7: Nutcracker is, what is it? Right, for the two people out there that haven't heard of the Nutcracker, um, the Nutcracker is probably one of the most universally worldwide performed ballets. I mean, there's probably not one country that you could fly to right now in November and December and not find a production of the Nutcracker. And um, so we're going to perform our version on December 18th. And that's actually the first production ever in 1892, fun fact, um, it, at the Marinsky Theater in St. Petersburg, Russia. And um, so that's like 129 years ago at, to the day. So And so we'll be performing ours, you know, probably not the same exact time, but um, that's that's an exciting thing for that's, us. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, and I know that there are some... Um,
1: more maybe traditional um choreography for the nutcracker but it is not there's not one nutcracker different choreographers are, have done their own versions. there
7: are so many it's so funny that you should mention that because um tchaikovsky did the score and marius Petipa did the choreography and they they collaborated and the whole um ballet is very structured and yet it's probably the most adapted right you know and you can you see any type of nutcracker and ours is our student-led production so of course it's all pre-professional they do a fantastic job but we we actually showcase all genres so we have you know tap dancing soldiers and um contemporary dance for arabian and you know so it's not your straight ballet um but it's um it's really a whole lot of fun and are you working
1: with the students to help Corey Like, oh each- yes. So each year the Nutcracker looks a little bit different, right? For so Telluride.
7: We, for Telluride, the last time we did it was twenty eighteen, um, and we don't do it every year because we, we don't we don't want it to become like the oh now I got to go to the Nutcracker. You know, I want it to be fun and exciting and fresh. So the year after we did um, Wizard of Oz, and for COVID we did um, Alice in Wonderland because we filmed it and you know we kind of felt like we were falling down the rabbit hole <laughs> it worked out really well actually but so we're so excited to get back to um the nutcracker. it just felt right for st- being able to have people in person again and to have that you know traditional holiday feel and to kind of you know because more people can I think associate like we were saying somewhere in their past you know where they've um you know, been connected to the Nutcracker.
8: Yeah,
1: I will say that as a child, I think I did it four times and yeah,
7: yeah, it's just- It's It's wonderful. And even our uh, performance, it's all of our students at uh, Palm Arts Dance, but we also get community members and we have um, uh, students that aren't involved in dance. Uh, So for our party scene, we have just regular high school students that are involved in basketball and swimming and theater. and You know, so we really try to um, bring in other Uh, groups that normally wouldn't be associated with, like, what you think of as a ballet. Um, And they have a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, also, I wanted to touch on that. You know, the concept of ballet can maybe at times feel a little bit either... Maybe elitist, or you know, it is reserved for a segment of the community that you know. If you're not part of it, then you're not part of it. But you know, what? Why is it important to you that then you say, "Hey, we're getting the whole community involved. We're not doing a traditional like strict ballet." Strict ballet. I I,
7: I think that that's a very uh, good point. Um, and I and one of the best compliments that we always get is we just when people watch one of our shows, be it the Nutcracker or, or something else, you know, for dance, they say, you know. I just didn't realize how much fun i was going to have you know how engaging it was and and how fun i felt afterwards so um i think we we speak to a lot of different uh levels you know and also it being a a pre-professional performance you're rooting for these kids you know it isn't like they're coming out with a sort of an attitude like i'm a professional and i can do all these wonderful moves you know you can get sensitized to that pretty quickly um so when you're looking at students you know, you can, you see the intensity, you see how hard they're working um, in a good way. And and you root for them and it you you kind of get very engaged. Even the littles, you know, you see the one little angel baby that isn't in her spot and you're rooting for that. To get, you know, go get in your spot, you know, you can do it. And you, you don't realize how, how wrapped up you get in it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so on that note, you
1: mentioned, you know, there's little littles and community members. So what is the age range or who
7: are the people who are involved in this production? Right, thank you. We have eighty-five students, um, maybe a little more, give or take, and they're literally age three, our fairy tale, all the way up to, um, well, we, our mother Ginger is an adult, so we have, um, you know, we have one adult, but you know, eighteen is probably the, the, you know, from three to eighteen. So, so
1: Nicole, I know that you come from a dance background mm-hmm. traditionally. What is it that um, drew you to dance as an art form, as a storytelling technique that you know keeps you? Working with the community it, and yeah, and my, all my life, kids. yeah,
7: yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't. I, I'm not really sure. For you know, when you're when I don't when you're an artist, it's. I think the best explanation is it's not like you it's like you have to do it you know it's not like you want to do it or you need to you like you just have to do it you know and that's that's I have like I work at the school district but then I, I have to stay because I, I have to teach and it, it brings so much joy to my life um, I love working with the students I love mentoring I love seeing where they where they develop and grow um, and it's just it just brings a lot of um, I guess fulfillment you know to my life Do you feel... I mean, as you mentioned, and for folks who
1: have seen The Nutcracker, they know that it is a pretty um, kind of prescribed show. There are very kind of set pieces that go in certain places, and um, the plot doesn't fully make sense, but you love it anyway. You don't care. You don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, working with different genres and with students, Mm -hmm. do you feel like there are... um, different things that you learn about
7: the show each year that you do it that maybe you didn't know before it's always different you know it's every year your cast is different um your choreography is going to be different because of the the different levels where they're where they're all at you know technique wise so you know you might have uh, some like well for example this year we're i'm so glad you mentioned that we have our very first student uh, performed sugar plum pas de deux, and th- that's a big deal. And that's, that's a huge f- deal for dancers that you know that know this. Um, so the last time we did the Nutcracker, we had the sugar plum solo, but now we have a male dancer. Who is you know his uh, trained well enough that um, we're performing the pottages so uh, and that's a, that's a Telluride first so and they're doing a fabulous job um, so that alone just makes it you know a, a a new production for us so it's always something yeah um, and I if I could yeah quick. go on um, so real quick December 18th at 6 p.m. Uh, December 19th at 2 p.m. Tickets are available that is reserved seating so you have to go on TelluridePalm.com to get your tickets. You can get them at the door, but it's five bucks more. So you want to go on the website and and save yourself a little bit of money. And quick shout out, um, it's not just me. We got a whole team of teachers over at uh, Palm Arts Dance that are contributing to the show. And um, those awesome ladies are Kelsey Trottier, Jessica Galbo, Shannon Westvier, and our fearless uh, Palm leader, Kathy Jepson. So we're very appreciative of all of them. They're awesome. Oh, amazing.
1: Nicole, before you go, I do want to ask kind of... Similar to what we were talking about before, but is there any moment of this show, obviously the sugar plum pas de deux, that is definitely something to keep your eye out for, yep. but is there like a small moment that you think that if you didn't know about it, maybe you'd miss it, but that you really think that the audience should clue in on that, make sure you notice
7: that in this year's production? Oh my gosh! You know that's like you know who's your favorite child. I know. I'm sorry, but I'm (laughs) gonna ask. (laughs) I you know I would I I I couldn't really answer that. Um, I will say that we have a different take on the angels, and so when Act Two opens, it is um, it's a it's a very sweet and um, wonderful little moment, and that's always something to keep an eye out for amazing
1: (laughs) well nicole thank you so much for coming and chatting with us about the nutcracker obviously that is a family friendly all ages come and see it it will take place at the palm theater on december 18th and 19th um and you can get your tickets at palmarts.org
7: yes thank you amazing
1: so we're gonna go out you recommended said we should do the nutcracker suite this is a little bit different version of it but this is the overture for, yes. for the Nutcracker that we'll listen to while we get our final guest mm-hmm. in the studio. A very special guest, I must say. Thank you so much, and we will be back in one moment.
9: crack myself up uh, uh, happens every year I, I, i'm just pleased as punch to be here well
1: thank you for being here i am joined you may be able to tell coda listeners i am joined oh, in studio oh, 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 by a
9: very oh, oh. special guest. A merry christmas Telarude. am i saying that right you 100 however you say yeah. it and is correct for my jewish friends i like to say happy hanukkah and for people from some part of Africa or who observe this, I like to say happy Kwanzaa. And I want to say particularly happy Kwanzaa to a good dear old friend, Art Times. He, he's out in Norwood at the... Uh, 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 and Norwood, yes, and uh, Cloudacre, I believe, is where I delivered many a present there. Arturo Bonfieri, no, no, we know him as Art Good Times, and I say Happy Kwanzaa to you, Art Good Times. Did I cover all the bases? That's Christmas, uh, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa. Oh, and and for my pagan friends, Happy Solstice. There we go. Mm.
1: I am joined live in studio by <laughs> Saint Nicholas himself.
9: <laughs> I go by many names, Papa Noel. Chris Kringle, St. Nicholas, Santa Claus. uh, Call me whatever you want. Don't call me late for dessert. (laughs) You can see I hardly miss a dessert.
1: Um, So, Santa, I have to ask you. Oh, go um, right ahead. Obviously, this is a festive time of year for most of us. But would you say, is this the most exciting time of the year for you? Or given all the work that you have to do, is it the most stressful time of the year?
9: I like to say it's the most wonderful time of the year. Mrs. Claus is having a conniption because I got out of the North Pole to come down here and be live on, what is this, Cato Radio? Mm-hmm, exactly. I love it. And uh, with a C or a Q, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, and uh, she's having a conniption because she's, uh, she's cracking the whip on the elves in the, in the uh, assembly shop, and this is crunch time, but tell you the truth there, Julia, I needed a night off. Uh, Just to break the stress, take the edge off before the big night itself. So it's the most wonderful time of the year, (laughs) without a doubt. But it's also crunch time in the North Pole.
1: Well, you know, I have to ask you. I mean, you say cracking the whip on the assembly line. I mean, what are we looking at for labor laws and and workers' rights up for the elves in the North Pole?
9: Uh, North Pole is actually an autonomous region. And we're not governed by any monarch or elected official. So we kind of make our own rules there. It's like the Wild West, as a matter of fact. And so, you know, I I, I do give the elves some time off in January, and uh, they appreciate that. But not now. I mean, we're going round the clock, and it is uh, all hands on deck. You know, there was a woman in here just talking about the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it's Santa's workshop at the North Pole right now. It's a real nutcracker.
1: Do you have? Are there any presents that you feel are? Um particularly um, of want this year that you're getting a lot of
9: children writing in about? Oh, sure. Every year. I mean, we went through the Cabbage Patch doll stage and Pet Rocks, and then the virtual pets where you had to, you know, uh, feed them and walk them and everything. I didn't really understand that because it wasn't really a pet. It was just an electronic thing. But, yeah, you can teach an old dog new tricks, apparently. But, oh, yeah, all the the, uh, iPads and iBots and... I, 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 and all those I things we've been making like tremendously around the clock, and the elves are good at that, especially the ones from South Korea. They're they're really up on that stuff. And uh, well, just you know, the normal we requests you wouldn't believe. I mean, the sacks and sacks of mail we get now. Some people call it snail mail, but for me, it's just mail. I don't really do the internet. Mrs. Claus is all about that. She's a real whiz on that thing. Love that woman.
1: Aw, that's I like good. to take her to,
9: we have a timeshare in Cancun. We like to go there on the uh, the 27th of December. And yeah. we, we just kick back. We go to Senor Froggy's. We do upside-down margaritas. And we just we just chill out in Cancun. Been going there for decades.
1: That's amazing. Well, so obviously the big night is on its way in just a few weeks. Oh, it sure is. Just What, a few what is weeks. today,
9: December 7th? Something happened on this day. It, uh, it was Colorado
1: Gives Day. That's, that's what happened what it was. on this yes, day.
9: Exactly. <laughs> 7th. Uh, yes, exactly, December seventh. Yes, nineteen forty-one. I, I remember that one. That was that was a strange one. Yeah, but uh, the twenty for us, it's all about the twenty-fourth, Christmas Eve. You know, that's that's crunch time. We're doing our work. We're flying around the world in that sleigh, and uh, you know, once the sun comes up, Christmas morning, uh, I just take a a deep sigh. All the reindeer. Uh, you know uh, are happy we've mm-hmm. made it and we uh, we just we hit the expressway and we go right back to the north pole and we just zonk out i mean for like two days
1: you know. i i can only imagine Exhausting. so i i talk have, about a nutcracker i have to imagine that when you are flying around the world for 24 hours yeah, given time oh, yeah. zones
9: well with the time zones yeah exactly. we start early in australia yeah.
1: What is your favorite or what is your go-to mid flight snack while you're delivering presents?
9: Well, I I think a lot of the vegetarian vegans out there will will will, uh, will not like me saying this, but I like foot long swim gems, teriyaki flavored or pizza flavored. That keeps me going. It really does. And the reindeers are, are they're, they're partial to donut holes.
1: Okay. Yeah.
9: So you know, now everyone knows about Rudolph and mm-hmm. if you took a poll uh, most people would say their favorite reindeer is Rudolph because they like the nose and everything. But, you know, right now, my favorite reindeer is Comet. She's doing great. Uh, she's she's, uh, she's fit. She's trim. She went on a diet last year in 2020 for obvious reasons. And, uh, boy, is she athletic. And I think she's going to be carrying the weight of that set. Now, traditionally, we got Dancer and Dasher and Prancer and Vixen. Comet and Cupid and Agnew and Nixon. Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, that's a joke. That was before your time, right? Because that was
9: 1970s. I still like talking that one. You know, Dasher and Dancer, Prancer and Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, and Rudolph. You know, But we didn't always have that team of nine reindeer. And before them, we had, uh, we had nine other reindeer. And we had Darlene, Earl, Cheryl... Woodrow, loved Woodrow, Effie, Clem, Tina Louise, Skip, and the one with the lighted nose, it wasn't a red nose, it was kind of a beige, kind of a dim thing, that was Fred. Bless Fred. And a lot of people don't know Darlene, Earl, Cheryl, Woodrow, Effie, Clem, Tina Louise, Skip, and Fred... But they do know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitz, and Rudolph. And people always say in that order, too. They really do. It's a mnemonic kind of thing.
1: Is that the order that they are lined up in? It sure is, okay. yeah.
9: But right behind Rudolph, right. and then you got Dasher on the left-hand side, mm-hmm. or the port side, as I like to call it, and uh, Dasher, Dancer on the right side, or that's starboard side.
8: Mm-hmm.
9: And then behind them... You got Vixen on the port and Comet on the starboard and then Cupid on the port, and Donner on the starboard and then Blitzen, you know, is kind of lone back there. Yeah. And then you got Rudolph lone at the front because of that blinking red nose.
1: Right. <clears throat> what kind of, you know, you said that they are they're geared up. They're ready to go. What kind of training do
9: these uh, oh, reindeer have to do? Uh, boot, boot camp. I mean, they do aerobic. Uh, they do weightlifting. They do uh, cross training. Uh, they, re- you know, swimming. Uh, A lot of people don't know. Reindeer can swim, but they love to swim. Uh, Backstroke, butterfly, they do the individual medley. As a matter of fact, what is that blinking light over Santa, we
1: have um, someone calling in who I think would like to to chat with you. I'm going to have you pop your headphones on. All right,
9: very good. Okie dokie.
1: Hello, you're live on Kodo. Kodo.
9: Hello there, it's uh, Chris Kringle. You may know me as Santa Claus. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Hi. Yeah. what's your Ow, name? Laura. Oh, this is Willa, live on the air. Oh, Willa. Oh, I know where you you live in Lawson Hill. Now they're not allowed to have chimneys or fireplaces there in Lhasa. so you tell your parents, Laura and Lance. Just leave the door unlocked, and I'll sneak in at night while you're all asleep, and I'll leave the presents there. Because in Lawson Hill, no chimneys. That's okay, though. You wanna um come to
8: the Nutcracker?
9: Oh, I love the Nutcracker. It's great. I love it. Are you gonna be in the Nutcracker this year? Yeah. And I'm I, an angel in the Nutcracker. You are and. Angel? Well, I wouldn't have expected anything else, uh, less from you, Willow. Oh, that that just makes my evening, knowing that you're going to be an angel in the Nutcracker. And, Willow, do you do a dance? What? Yeah. Oh, I, that's fabulous. Now, maybe I could disguise myself and come to the Palm Theater to see you in the Nutcracker. I would really enjoy that. Now. Okay, here it is. You'll see, me a, Thank you. That is so kind of you. Thank you. Now, Willa, is there anything special you would like for a present this year? You yeah. want? Okay. Do you want to tell me, or you could write a letter, or send Mrs. Claus an email? She's good at that internet kind of stuff. I'm not. You could. You could tell me now, or you could just send a communication. Um, no. No,
8: what am I going to get?
9: You your all right, you. Can I'm tell gonna me. have the gem art. Gem art. That's a popular like on the show. How the gem art? <laughs> well, that's that's splendid. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for calling. This has made my evening. It really has. Knowing that you're gonna play an angel in the Nutcracker. Bye. Goodbye, now, you will, uh, Oh, she's a darling, darling girl. Ah, uh, love delivering presents in Lawson Hill. It's a challenge without the chimneys. Now, I tell you, in Ophir, people have their fireplaces going. It's hot going down those chimneys in Ophir. I tell you, I, I, word of warning, people in Ofer, don't stoke up your fire before you go to sleep on Christmas Eve. It is hot for me climbing down those chimneys. And uh, if you can remember that, I'll leave you some extra presents.
1: Well, Santa, we have to get going before too long. So early? I oh, know. I, I know. was just getting into it. It goes by so quickly. And, you know, I want to ask for... You know, it's been a hard few years for a lot of folks. Yes, it has. And the the Mm. holiday season is a time for people to, you know, set their eyes on good intentions. What do you think that folks should be really queuing into and thinking about and um, feeling as we head into the holiday season?
9: I would say everyone hope for peace, world peace Mm -hmm. and joy, laughter and above all, love, because all you really need is love. And we practice that every day at the North Pole. I know we're kind of tough on the elves right now, and Mrs. Claus is cracking the whip because it's a sweatshop. It is nothing less than a sweatshop making those presents right now. But we we try to practice uh, peace and joy and uh, laughter and love every day of our lives. And if, and if everyone outside the North Pole could just get on that bandwagon, I think we'd have a better world in which to live. Well, Koto, listen. Oh, uh, Merry Christmas! Uh, happy Hanukkah! Uh, happy Solstice! Happy Kwanzaa! And if there are any other uh, celebrations this time of year, I don't know about happy those two. Perfect. I want to cover all the bases. I know you do. Well, well, thank- I should run for pro, uh, you know, get into politics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time. Well,
1: now. we'll keep we'll keep that really conversation well, for well, next it's, time. It's
9: been a real delight, Julia. Well, and I see Rock and Rob, the Rocky Mountain Rock and Roll Rasputin, is here in the state. <laughs> Remember what I brought you last year? Oh, yeah. You don't have to say it on on air. Temperate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Santa, that. I asked yeah. you what your favorite Christmas song was or holiday song. I've got so many. I, I really do. But you picked one specific one. Why'd you choose this as Santa's favorite song?
9: You know, it gets me in the mood when I it's crunch time and I've got to work. I need a an upbeat uh, beat. I like some of the American Christmas tunes from the '50s. Rocking around the Christmas tree, but this one by the waitresses really gets me going.
1: We'll head out with Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. Santa, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you,
9: Koto listeners. Pleasure. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, uh, have fun. <laughs>